Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Fight fans, we welcome you into a very special edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio. Huge fights coming up this weekend. Halloween weekend is here, and if you're a boxing fan, you've had this weekend circled on your calendar for a very long time. First off, if you're watching us over on CompuBox TV YouTube page, thank you very much. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review uh, and subscribe as well if you're not. And also Fubo TV. Every Friday night, Fubo Sports Network, you can catch Inside Boxing Live, bringing you the best news and analysis uh, in the game in the sport of boxing. Huge weekend coming up, and we have teamed up with a very special brand. Uh, as we know, there's a ton of fights this weekend. I don't have a guest this weekend. It's just going to be me, because you know what? I want to break down every fight. I want to give you every stat. I want to give you every storyline. I'm going to give you every trend. Uh, if you're gambling, you can use these numbers and, and, and use it for your bets. If you just want to know what you're going to be watching, I'm going to give you every stat for every single fight. And for this weekend, we thought we'd team up with a very special brand, and that is the Fit warrior brand ftwr you've seen tfima lopez rocking the gear you've seen jamel herring you've seen xander zayas so many other boxers wear this gear they are a great brand and we have come up with a, a giveaway if you like picking boxing matches and you think you know what you're talking about head over to copybox tv we're going to have a, a giveaway here where you guess the three biggest fights of the weekend you got to guess the winner of Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz fight. Guess the winner of the Inoue Maloney fight. And guess the winner of Usyk and Chisora. When you do that, you automatically enter into the contest. If you Then we will select at random. The winner gets a, a free hoodie and a free t-shirt from the Fit Warrior brand. They have outstanding merch. So that is our giveaway this week. So head over to CompuBox TV uh, to get to enter into this. you got to make the right picks. Then you get some free, fresh gear. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, with that, we're going to talk about Leo Santa Cruz and Javante Davis. We're going to break down this fight right here. And this breakdown is brought to you by FTWR Brand. The Fit Warrior Brand proudly supports the next generation of fighters since 2016. You've seen Teofimo Lopez, Jamel Herring, Gabriel Flores, Xander Zayas, and more all rocking the Fit Warrior Brand. Head over, head over to FTWRBrand.com to pick up the best fight gear in the game. As for Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. Now, Davis, as of midweek, is a 5-1 favorite in this fight. But Santa Cruz is a live dog because we know who Santa Cruz is. You know what to expect. He is a very live dog in this. But one of the most often used phrases in boxing is styles make fights. And I can't think of a time where it's more on display than with Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. Davis is a southpaw. Santa Cruz is a righty. Davis is considered young at age 26. Santa Cruz at age 32 is the veteran. Knockout artist versus volume specialist, so forth and so on. We'll start with Javante Davis. He's, the guy is very stingy when it comes to his punch output. But he packs insane power when he decides to throw. We've seen his highlight reel knockouts. He only throws 23 power punches around, but he lands at a 50% clip. So he throws the least amount of punches in the division but has the highest percentage, and we've seen those knockouts. That's devastating power. That's economical power. Now, if that power isn't enough, you can expect Javante Davis to go to plan B 
and that will probably be his, I would say plan B, but maybe 1A, and that's going to be his body attack. 36% of Davis's landed punches are to the body. You want to stop Leo Santa Cruz from moving in there, you're going to have to go to the body. You have to dedicate some time to the body. So 36% is some serious dedication when it comes to Javante Davis. Something to keep an eye on. We know this about uh, Javante Davis. He has issues cutting weight. He has issues with stamina. He takes some minutes off of rounds. Doesn't fight full three-minute rounds. We saw that with Gamboa. He let, him, he let Gamboa stick around way too long in that fight. Davis has only gone past the eighth round in two of his 23 career fights. He only threw 28 punches per round versus Gamboa. It's going to be very hard to defeat Leo Santa Cruz by, by throwing such a low, low number of punches per round. You think he's going to have to throw, let's say, 40. Set that as the over-under of punches or the threshold that I think Davis is going to have to throw per round to be competitive. 40 punches. That's not a lot. But he's going to have to have attack Leo Santa Cruz at, at, at points. Leo Santa Cruz should bring the fight to Davis. That's what makes it so intriguing. We head over to Leo Santa Cruz. If you're a boxing fan, you know what Leo Santa Cruz is. He's a known commodity. He throws punches and punches. Throws a ton of punches. 85.1 punches per round. That's number two in all of boxing. And number two only to Chocolatito, who we saw just this past weekend. For perspective, it's 26 more than the weight class average. Let's throw some more perspective on there. Leo Santa Cruz throws 46 more punches per round than Davis. That's an insane difference. That difference is more than the amount of punches that Davis throws per round. So the thing in this fight, the main thing is, will Santa Cruz throw that many punches? Because when you're throwing that many punches, you're leaving yourself open to get countered. You're leaving yourself open for punch, for, to, to, to be landed on. And Davis, as I just said, as if you've seen him, has some of the most devastating power at 130 and 135. Because the fight is for two belts, and I really don't want to get into all that. That's the most intriguing storyline, is will Davis throw his hands? Will he let his hands go? Will he throw 85 punches around? On the flip side of things, if Santa Cruz throws his normal 85 punches around, there's a good chance he could overwhelm Jonathan Davis, who, like I said, is not really experienced going past eight rounds. There is some precedent here. In 2019, Davis fought Ricardo Nunez. And yes, I know, Ricardo Nunez is not on the same level of Leo Santa Cruz, but he is a volume puncher. In his previous fight, Ricardo Nunez threw 131 punches per round. In their first round with Davis, he only managed to throw 40 punches. He was completely off of his game because he was thinking about the power of Javante Davis. 90 seconds into round two, the fight's over. Javante Davis lands a, a blistering combination. Referee Harvey Dock waves it off. I think power beats speed. I'm not going to say who I'm going to think is going to win the fight, but keep this all in mind. I think it's going to be a very intriguing fight. And I think that styles make fights, like I said. And there's, it's just two different styles here. 85 punches per round to about 39 punches per round. That's insane. Power versus versus speed. It's going to be on display Saturday night, Showtime Boxing, Toronto Davis, and Leo Santa Cruz. On the other side of things, I'm bringing down more fights. We have so many more fights to get to. Naoa Inoue versus Jason Maloney. Usyk versus Chisora. There's fights up and down. If you're a, a hardcore, you got Murat Gassiev fighting in heavyweight. We're going to break it all down on the other side of things you're watching inside Boxing Live. Another big fight this weekend over on ESPN Plus. It's the top-ranked debut of a pound-for-pound -pound great. I'm talking about Naiwa Inoue. He's going up against Jason Maloney. As of right now, midweek, Inoue is a roughly 8-to-1 favorite. And there's a lot of people 
uh, that uh, have maybe have not have seen uh, Inoue fight. Uh, they saw his fight with maybe uh, Donaire that was streaming on on the Zone last year, part of the World Boxing Super Series uh, final. But he's on a lot of people's pound for pound lists, and some people that aren't sold. I'm looking at you, Dame Lerd. He tweeted out that he's not sold on Inoue, but he is like the hipster's dream. Uh, he's like he's a young, he's upcoming. He's uh, fights over in Japan mostly, and he's on a lot of people's pound for pound lists. Pretty controversy, controversial, but when you hear the stats, this guy deserves all the praise. He is one of the most complete fighters in boxing today. He's on everyone's pound-for-pound list. Uh, he's got everything. He's got, he's got power. He's got accuracy. He's got a stiff jab. He's got killer instinct. You name it, Inoue has it. Take a look at his plus-minus ranking. That is the name of the game. Hit and don't get hit. 14.4 plus-minus ranking. That's good for fourth in all of boxing. And just points away from Lomachenko, who's that, who has that top spot but went down a little bit uh, with his loss to Tiafimo. So with a really good performance, he can climb that list over at the plus-minus rankings. What really separates Inoue from the, the pack is his jet. He's landing 9.4 jabs per round. That is a super high number uh, for in the world of boxing. The only other fighter to land more than seven punches per round is Golovkin. Golovkin's 9.9. So if he has a really good night, uh, Inoue on, on Saturday night, which I, I think he will, he's going to be the, the sport's best, probably the sport's best jabber, uh, close to 10 jabs per round. That's that's a really, really high, high number. Overall, he's landing 36% of his total punches in Inoue. That's just percentage points away from Miguel Burchelt uh, for the for the lead in all of boxing. So we are potentially looking at a guy that is at the top of the, the plus-minus, not the top, but close to the top of the plus-minus rankings, the best jabber, and the overall most accurate puncher in boxing. That is a lot going for this guy. Not He can do it all. He doesn't just throw a ton of punches. He throws 61 punches per three minutes. That's a really good pace. 34 jabs, 33 power shots. Very balanced attack. There's nothing wasted uh, when it comes to Inoue. A guy that goes in the ring with a plan. Now, he's coming off a brutal fight with Norito Donaire. Uh, we all watched that fight. It, it was a potential fight of the year candidate for, for 2019. Turned out to be a lot tougher than he expected, and I think a lot of fans expected, too. He had a nasty cut in the second round uh, that he fought through, so he showed that he can fight through some adversity. And, and down the stretch, too. You know, he had the cut, and uh, he was in there with a tough guy, but down the stretch, he outlanded Donaire. 82 to 34. So when it came down to it, in the biggest fight of, of his career, with the most eyeballs on it, he closed the show like the champion. He is. Shout out to Larry Merchant. One big plus for Maloney. Let's talk about Jason Maloney. This is his second fight inside the bubble. It's his second fight since June. Uh, he does have heavy hands. He has 18 knockouts. 14 of those knockouts have come inside of five rounds. Has heavy hands for a little guy. So it's two fighters with knockout power. Who's going to land first? They have a common opponent, Maloney and Inoue, in Emmanuel Rodriguez. Now, Maloney lost a split decision to Emmanuel Rodriguez, but... He also finished strong. He had a 57 to 15 edge in body shots from the seventh round on. Jason Maloney did against Emmanuel Rodriguez. Outstanding motor on both of these uh, Maloney guys. We're seeing uh, them fight in the bubble a lot, and they have fan-friendly style. In fact, 41% of Maloney's landed punches are body shots. The CompuBox average is 29%. And as I just illustrated, Inoue is susceptible to body shots. Donaire landed 51 on him. You want to slow down the monster, you're going to expect Maloney uh, to go to the body. Overall, I believe that the 359-day layoff for Inoue will show to be a positive. Uh, he had to let that eye heal. He's going to head into this fight fully healed, 
ready to go, fully rested. I think that is a, uh, the monster at full strength is a very scary thing. That with his elite jab and his precise power punching should lead to a late stoppage in my opinion. I think it would be just too much uh, for, for Jason Maloney. What this also leads to is hopefully a three belt unif unification with Joel Casemiro. Casemiro, of course, fought last uh, month over on the Showtime Boxing uh, pay-per-view against uh, Duke Micah, who was undefeated. Absolutely took him out. You saw him doing those the gyrating push-up after. The guy has charisma, Casemiro. That fight was supposed to happen this year, but that got wiped out for COVID. So we're going to see Inoue in the ring. Uh, uh, his top-ranked debut, it's not his U.S. debut. He's fought in the U.S. before, but he's going to get a major push uh, from top rank. We talked about this last week on the show. Who, uh, you know, who, do, who is top rank building around? It's Teofimo Lopez. You know, it, it's Tyson Fury, Terrence Crawford, and Nayo Inoue is a name that they're going to really push. This guy has all the ingredients to be a superstar, international flair, power punching. I just went through it all. On the other side of things, we got more fights to break down. Alexander Usyk, Derek Chisora. I am very feel, and we're going to talk about that next on Inside Boxing Live. Lastly, a big fight in the heavyweight division is also taking place this weekend. Alexander Usyk, remember him? He fights Derek Chisora over in the UK, and this fight breakdown is brought to you by the Fit Warrior brand. Go check out uh, their website and go check out their gear. Now, to me, Usyk's debut. This is Usyk's debut at heavyweight. This is it. Yes, he did fight Chaz Witherspoon, uh, and that was over a year ago. And no disrespect to Chaz, but he didn't exactly offer a lot of resistance in those seven rounds. The numbers are very impressive for Alexander Usyk. He throws 40 jabs per round. That's by far the most jabs thrown per round in all of boxing, all weight classes. He only lands seven per round. Seven is a good number, but it's also, if you're throwing 40, you would think that he would land more than seven. So that leads me to believe that his jab is more of an effective range finder than it is to land. Yes, he's gonna go in there and look to land, but he also puts that out there, that jab out there, uh, for a reason, and we'll get to uh, that jab a little more later on. We've seen him dance. We've seen Usyk do the crazy interviews. We've seen him do uh, his footwork is is elite. Now, he's able to use that footwork to land punches, especially power punches. He's pretty economical with that power. He only throws 23 uh, power punches per round. I know a lot of boxing fans want to see more aggressiveness out of Usyk, but that's just simply not his game. He lands at a 43% clip, though, when it comes to the power. Very high. So he's throwing less, kind of like Deontay Wilder. He throws, doesn't throw a lot of power punches, but he lands power punches. Doesn't have the power of Wilder, but he kind of has the same when it comes to volume uh, with those power shots. He's going to have to let his hands fly a little more uh, with uh, going up against Chisora. Now, the difference between Usyk and Chisora, in my opinion, is their ability to slip punches. Usyk is a very good defender. He's only getting hit with 9.3 punches per round. On the other side of things, Chisora is getting tagged with over 10 power shots per round alone. 15 punches in total. Chisora is getting hit with every single round. Not exactly the best to vendor. Chisora can be hit. The thing is, does Usyk have that killer instinct? Or will he dance around and throw 40 jabs per round, as I just talked to talked about? Now, Chisora, his resume is a who's who at heavyweight. He's fought Tyson Fury. He's fought Vitaly Klitschko. He's had two fights with Dillian White. He's fought Robert Hillianus. He's fought David Hay. The guy has literally fought everyone in the heavyweight division. He's seen it all. He's tasted it all. 256 rounds at heavyweight in his career. A little long in the tooth at age 36. And I just talked about his poor defensive numbers. But can you have two calling cards when it comes to Chisora? Well, he does. 
his power, and it's his body attack. Over his last seven fights, Chisora is landing 48% of his power. And as you know, once you get close to that 50% range, it's usually a very good sign that you're going to win the fight. We'll see what happens here. If Usyk is going to throw that lazy jab, or if Usyk's going to just throw out a jab in there, you could totally expect Chisora to fire some power shots over uh, that jab, some right hooks. Uh, now, over his... Uh, no, also, we touched on the dancing and the footwork of Usyk. We did touch on that. What's the best way to stop your opponent from moving in the ring? You go to the body. 51% of Chisora's landed punches are body shots. That is a very high number. 29% is the average for all uh, of boxing when it comes to dedicating to the body. So he's at 51%. Now, I fully expect Chisora to go in there and embrace his strengths. He's going to go for it. He's going to go all the way. This might be his last shot uh, to get to, to you know secure bigger fights down the line at age 36. But I think the footwork, uh, I think uh, Usyk is in there to prove a point, and he's going to go in there, and he's going to take out uh, Chisor late, uh, or uh, you know could see this go to the scorecards. All in all, Usyk, uh, I think, will be victorious on Saturday. He could start banging the drum uh, for you know Joshua, uh, Fury. There's a lot of options. We want to just see what Usyk has. I think a lot of fans are, are starting to get a little bit tired uh, of the interviews and a little bit tired of his whole shtick. They want to see him go in there and take someone out and to be a player at heavyweight because it's starting to get a little thin. So, are some big fights this weekend. Also, I, and there's so many fights, and I can't get to all of them. I just broke down the three biggest ones, but there are some in other intriguing fights we're going to get through with some quick hitters. Jaime Munguia and Toriano Johnson Friday night on The Zone. I think this could be the most entertaining fight of the entire weekend. There will be blood. There won't be jabs. 89% of their combined punches are power shots, uh, so expect a lot of power in there. This is Munguia's second fight at, uh, at middleweight, there's a lot to be desired with him. I threw some stats out on Twitter, and a lot of people do not like Jaime Munguia for some reason. I don't know. He's always in great fights. He's, uh, I guess, uh, people want, uh, they just don't, they want to see more defense. But, but then when a defensive fighter gets in the ring, people say they're boring. Uh, I can't figure out a boxing fan sometimes. But Johnson has been in tough with Dervinchenko. Curtis Stevens, he's also stopped Jason Quigley, who has never been stopped before. Good fight. Lee Selby and George Cambosos. While you want to keep an eye on this fight, it is a IBF lightweight title elimer, eliminator. So therefore, we could potentially be seeing Tiafimo Lopez's next opponent. It's Wales versus Australia. Lee Selby, very active. Throws about 70 punches around Cambosos. Not so much fighting out of Australia. Throws her in the 30 to 40 range. The fight is in the UK. So you can expect some home cooking for Lee Selby. So don't be surprised if Selby's the winner. And also don't be surprised if Tiafimo doesn't go with the rematch with Lomachenko. You could be looking at Tiafimo Lopez versus Lee Selby sometime next year. Also, Michaela Mayer is in action. It's quite the year for Michaela Mayer. She's got her first title shot. She's one of the first fighters to test positive for coronavirus and have a fight uh, uh, get canceled. That also happened in uh, June. Uh, then she went and fought in the first ever top-ranked uh, main event on ESPN. Now she has a title shot going up against Iwa Brodnika. Uh, this is a rare time where the challenger is actually the favorite that's uh, Michaela Mayer uh, in, in this fight. So that's something to keep an eye on. Also, Regis Progre is fighting over on the Javante Davis-Leo Santa Cruz card. This is his PBC debut. Uh, he's fighting at 140. He left, uh, I wouldn't say left top rank, but he's kind of given up the idea that he'll potentially fight the winner of, of um, Ramirez and Taylor. He's looking at, at, at Broner. He's brought up Broner all week long. He brought up Broner. And when I interviewed him a, a year ago, that's the fight he's looking. He's looking for big money, Progre. If he can't get back 
into a title contention. He signed with the PBC for a reason, and that is to make money and fight uh, potentially Adrian Broner. On the other side of things, we'll wrap this show up. Uh, a lot to get to here on Inside Boxing Live. More coming up next. There you have it. I went through every fight this weekend in detail. You got everything you need to know about the fights upcoming this weekend. Every stat, storyline, trend, you you name it, I gave it to you. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the next big fight weekend. Looks like December 5th is going to be a, a crazy one. But before we get into some news and notes, before we get out the door, I do want to talk about our Pick'em that we got going on. Our Pick'em contest this week. Head over to CompuboxTV.com. We've teamed up with the Fit Warrior brand. Uh, you All you have to do is pick the three winners of the big fights this weekend. Javante Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz, Usyk versus Chisora, Inoue versus Maloney. You properly select the winner. Uh, all three winners of those fights, you're automatically entered into a contest to win a free hoodie and a free t-shirt courtesy of the Fit Warrior brand. Value of $90. I just checked out their website before I got into the studio. They have some great hoodies, got some great t-shirts. We're really excited to be working uh, alongside with them. So go over to CompuBox TV, right on the homepage, make your picks. You can win some gear. Everyone wins. I think it's gonna be a, a great weekend of fights. A lot of fights. I mean, Leo Santa Cruz, you're about the Davis. You got uh, Inoue fighting over on ESPN Plus. Chisora during the afternoon. Uh, Jaime Mangia uh, on Friday night. This is now seems like the the trend that we're having these like mini Super Bowls every single month. It seems like in boxing, uh, December fifth is the next one. Garcia and Campbell. It has been. Uh, it's come out that the zone has announced that they're going to be making their ring walk at 6 p.m. Eastern over on the zone uh, that is to accommodate the uk fans uh for campbell it also uh it also allows the no interference with the spence garcia danny garcia card which is that evening over on fox pay-per-view december 5th also is the return of tyson fury uh so the next big one we got is december 5th in terms of you know wall-to-wall fights for an entire weekend uh so we can probably do a very similar show uh, that weekend where we break down all the fights and we'll have to maybe do another giveaway uh, as well. Mike Tyson. Remember him? Uh, Roy Jones. That fight's still on. I mean, there was a lot of... They were supposed to do it a few months ago and now they pushed it back to November. Uh, there were some rumors this week that they might be moving it out of California to Texas or Florida in order to secure a crowd. That remains to be seen. But there will be a belt on the line because that's what it's all about, right? The WBC frontline belt. Oh, give me a break. But anyway, the digital pay-per-view rights are secured through Fight Networks. You, you'll be able to watch there. You can watch overseas, over in the UK uh, through pay-per-view. So they're going all in. They're moving forward here with Tyson uh, versus Jones. December 26th is an interesting date. Uh, Fox, give me what I'm hearing is a Fox pay-per-view might be in the works for December 26th, which leads me to believe, who is it going to be? Let's just do a process of elimination here. Could it be Keith Thurman? Keith Thurman is posting a lot of videos in the gym, posting a lot of uh, workout videos. That's great that he's working out, but let's be honest. I think he's working out because he wants to get back in the ring. Thurman Ugas, is that a pay-per-view worthy fight? Maybe, maybe not. Deontay Wilder, is he fighting on pay-per-view? Maybe against Andy Ruiz? Pacquiao? I don't think he's fighting this year. Mikey Garcia? Just saw him in the ring with Mauricio Suleiman. He's looking husky. 
If Mikey fights, it might be at 160. So who is fighting December 26th on Fox Pay-Per-View? Something to keep an eye on as we move forward. That's the end of the show. Uh, enjoyed doing this, a different type of show this week. No guests. We went through with the street, uh, you know, breakdowns. Head over to CompuBox TV for the Pick'em game with the Fit Warrior brand. Make your picks. Win a free hoodie. Enjoy the fights this weekend. We're back next week for another edition of Inside Boxing Live. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.